Hello and Happy New Year. I hope this year has started out well for you. Here is sending you best wishes for the new year. I'm hoping that together we continue to impact the lives of women through my mentor podcast. Remember, this program is designed to empower women and girls from all over the world to build life and career through the experiences of other women. My name is Edidion Edang and I am your uncle. So let's get started. On this episode of the program, I felt we should pay attention to how we manage stress. Experts say that when we experience stress, it's tempting to shut down or put ourselves last. It even becomes easier for us to prioritize the needs of others over our own needs. So if your goals are as manifold as mine, then you will agree with me that a self-care plan at the beginning of the year will be ideal to move up the stress that will abound as you engage in the chores of 2024. So what is your self-care plan? And why should we be talking about self-care? Now, a lot of women struggle, and I know you will agree with me, to find a me time. That is because they are overwhelmed with so many roles that occupies their time, from being a daughter to a wife to a mother, colleague, and much more. So we spend all our time, like I said earlier, attending to the needs of other women. So today I'm speaking with my guest, and she's Dr. Leslie Ann Foster. She will shed more light on effective self-care ideas. She'll not only do that, but she'll give us an idea of her own self-care plan and how women, including survivors of gender-based violence, can prioritize self-care. Now, I mentioned gender-based violence, survivors of gender-based violence, and I know people will be wondering why bring up this topic, but you will understand as we proceed. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Leslie. Maybe you have an idea. Dr. Leslie Ann Foster is the founder and executive director of a non-governmental organization that's an NGO called Masmayane. It's a women's rights international based organization in East London. The mission of this organization is to eradicate gender-based violence to achieve a healthy, safe, secure, equal, responsible, and supportive society for all women and girl children. I'm sure you understand why we are focusing also on women uh, survivors of gender-based violence. At a professional level, she works tirelessly and consistently to build knowledge and understanding of women and of course, their potential to be change agents in their lives. So Dr. Leslie, I know you will still tell us more about yourself, but you are welcome to the program, my mentor. Thank you so very much. And I greet all um, of those listening into this podcast today. It's a great honor for me to join you, Didi, and to talk about a topic that's very important, which is self-care. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome, Dr. Leslie. So I'm just going to go straight to the point. Now, your profile, when I was reading through your profile, checking you up on the internet and all of that, you seem to be wearing a lot of hats. Now, which one in all of this would you be most associated with? 
Well, I'd, I'd say not just one, but two. And one professionally is that I am a activist at heart and I am a feminist activist. So I'm working to advance gender equality for women across countries in the South and also in particular looking at ending violence against women. So the hat I wear most of the time is that violence against women hat. But I also like to think of myself as a mother. I have two children of my own, but I have raised 14 children because I always look for children that are vulnerable and I, and I have them. And at the moment I have three in my home because my children are young adults. And then I'm a grandmother and I love being a grandmother. It's such a special title and role to play in the lives of young people. So yeah, those are my hats. Okay, now as a grandmother, you look too gorgeous. They know the mom is not a grandmother, but a glam mother because she looks glamorous and that's exactly how you look. So but what's your own idea of self-care? Uh, because I know you're practicing that. What's, what's your idea of self-care? And why is it that women struggle, some women struggle with self-care? I think it's uh, it's fair to say that most women struggle with self-care because we have so many roles that are expected of us or imposed upon us. So we play a role as um, a daughter firstly, we play a role as a partner. Uh, if we have husbands, uh, we could be a sibling, brother um, to brothers or sisters. And of course we have, you know, children of our own. So those are primary roles which put a big burden on us and it's the way society is structured in that we are expected to fulfill and be able to give of ourselves in each of those roles and because there's so much pressure on us that does not even include our careers if we are working women we get pulled in all kinds of, of ways you know to fulfill those roles and what happens is we lose our balance because we are affirmed as women for everything we can give to others and everything we can do for others. But we're not recognized within our individual selves for just being who we are. So most women spend their whole lives trying to connect with just who they are and allowing their authentic selves to come to the fore. Um, so that yeah. in itself is hard work, you know, it's hard work. But the important thing about self-care is that you have to have a balance between your body's needs, your mind's needs, and your spiritual needs, okay? Yeah, Dr. Nessie, now that takes me to my next question, mm. because I want to go before me, so I'm going to lead this question. <laughs> but before then, there's something you said, and that made me reflect on a guest I had some time ago when we talked about financial literacy. Mm. And then she mentioned that most times women have work and then they earn money, but then they find it difficult to use that money for themselves. Yes. They spend settling other things, supporting their family, and then they neglect themselves. And I think this is just to add to what you're saying, that we spend time fixing other people's problems and ours to be the last. And I'm hoping that this will change after this yeah. So my next question uh, would be on this strategy you talked about because it looks like you have a strategy that has been working for you. Yeah. So what that strategy that you know we can use to have that balance? Okay. 
So I, I have followed uh, uh, one of the leaders in the wellness uh, sector called Greg Braden. And Greg Braden says that there are six areas of our lives which are essential uh-huh. to us. And these six areas are our thoughts, our feelings, and our emotions. That's the first three. And then nutrition, breath, and movement. And he yeah. contends that if you change one of them, all of the others change and to bring you into a state of wellness. So our goal has always got to be to be at the best state of wellness that we can be a healthy uh, life, uh, one that is fulfilled and where we have and enjoy, um, you know, full wellness and well-being. And so that is your thoughts, your feelings and emotions. If you have negative thoughts, um, lots of things are out of sync and out of balance in your life. But if you change that, which you can do, you have the power over that, then everything changes. So when you talk about the body, we talk about exercise. It's a very important part of it, being able to move. And as little as taking a walk does amazing things for the body. So we need to remember that. That's for the body. The mind um, is the way you change your mind. So I have found that meditation is a very important tool for changing myself from a negative to a positive uh, way of thinking. Um, and then there's the, the spiritual aspect of it is, is you know, the real well, well-being that you feel within yourself. So you need to have some kind of spiritual practice. This is not about religion. Spiritual practice could be walking in the forest, connecting with nature in some way or another. Um, Those are spiritual experiences when it's not, you know, a thing, but something that happens within your body. Um, And some of the tools that we use, like I've mentioned meditation for the mind, I've mentioned exercise for the body. Uh, Some of the tools you can use and, and, and a guaranteed tool to change you from negative to positive, from sadness to joy is journaling and particularly gratitude journaling. So writing down what your experiences are is so important, but being able to shape those experiences into something different, that's even more uh, important and more exciting. So I think we, we have to think about that. What energy am I putting into changing the way my life goes? So we do have family responsibilities. There's no getting away from that. Uh, but we can also set boundaries around that. And I had to learn to do this because I was being all things to everybody for the earlier part of my life until I realized that I don't have to. I still have to remind myself, I reminded myself in a meeting this morning, you don't have to rescue everybody. Not an easy thing yeah. to do, but that's the truth. <laughs> is as, as women, we want to rescue everybody. And we get okay. affirmed for what we can do and how we can you know um, support others but not for ourselves so the first is to take a decision that you're going to yeah. look after yourself and then to divide yeah. that up into your body mind and spirit and to say what are the the tools i'm going to use for this so i just do simple things like walking and i love swimming i'm going to swim after this this afternoon because those are the are the best exercises for me i don't have to, i'm not winning any races but I'm keeping healthy through that. So I think all of us need to find that exercise. Today on the internet, you get chair yoga for 10 minutes. You can get an exercise routine for five minutes or seven minutes, even walking exercises. So you can just find something simple that doesn't cost money and do that. Yeah, yeah. so Dr. Le- 
you you talked about three areas where we should focus whatever exercise we're doing or whatever mind game or anything it has to be targeted at our body our spirit mind and that is really awesome you know it makes it easy because you see people feel self care is just about oh let me go exercise and all mm-hmm. of that but you still be exercising but your mind is not yet free yeah. you know and that's where of the journaling you talked about. So earlier, while we're having the conversation the other time, you talked about the 20 minutes routine. You want certainly. So Robin Schwarma was quite a famous person in the wellness sector. He wrote a book called The 5 A.M. Club. I absolutely loved that book. And in that book, he talks about the importance of getting up at 5 A.M. in the morning. Now, a lot of us would rather lie in, we'd rather do something else, but there's so many people, the people that are most successful and most happiest are those that get up at five in the morning. And then you have to immediately embark on 20 minutes of exercise. Okay, that's the routine every single day. No matter what that exercise is, whether it's running on the spot in your room, you know, different things you can do, stretching, uh, yoga, whatever. 20 minutes of exercise and then you do 20 minutes of journaling and gratitude journaling journaling is so important because the one way to actually experience joy is really by journaling your gratitude for whatever it is that you're grateful for. In the beginning, it's a bit difficult because we think about being grateful for things we can see or feel, but they're things like the ability to, to think the ability to be to make strategic decisions, the ability to breathe, the ability to walk, to use your senses, all of those things we take for granted. But when you slow down and you think about it, you realize that you need to be very grateful for that because there are people who don't have it. So after yeah. your 20 minutes of journaling, you then spend 20 minutes enriching your mind with something that teaches you something new. So you can be reading from a leadership book, reading you know, from a book that teaches you about how to manage your trauma, anything. But if you spend 20 minutes a day, you are training your mind to be calm and also to be growing all the time. You know, so you don't stay in one place, you will get new ideas and so forth. So I really like that book, The 5 AM Club, um, because it teaches such valuable lessons, you know, in the, and so for one hour a day, you energize your body. What they teach you in the book is that your, your, all of your organs wake up at that time. And the more you can exercise, the more you open them up to a healthier way of being throughout the day. So that's why I say don't, think of doing exercise you know later for other people i mean if it works it works but 20 minutes in the morning 20 minutes of journaling and 20 minutes of cultivating your mind will give you a really well balanced life thank you so much thank you so much dr leslie for that beautiful uh input because you know it still ties to what we said earlier thinking of exercising or taking care of not just the body but the mind and us, your uh, your spirit. So that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So I feel we now look at this issue of gender-based violence and then talk about the survivors. And this is a shout out for every woman who's been abused in every any form. This is to say you are a strong woman. 
and our thoughts are with you. Uh, it's not time to do a pity party. It's time to wake up, apply these techniques and get yourself back. So, um, Dr. Leslie, what kind of therapeutic self-care would you um, advise or would you present to survivors of gender-based violence? Considering the fact that it's not that easy for them considering where they are coming from. So what should be their first step to, you know, thinking of the mind, the body, and who should they be talking to? Where should they be? Yes. Well, I think the first thing to acknowledge is that when you're in an abusive relationship, you actually need a lot of strength to, to survive it. And sometimes we don't look at it that way. We, we see people only as victims and not as survivors. Uh, I'm a survivor of domestic violence and childhood abuse. And one of the enlightening moments for me and aha moment was when one of the women working with me said, do you realize how much strength you have to have to survive violence? And I didn't, you know, because I always felt like I was this, you know, a weak, cowering woman. So one is to recognize that we actually always have strength and power and that we have everything within ourselves to change our lives and to make things better. Everything we will ever need, we have in ourselves already. What domestic violence does, uh, sexual violence, is it breaks down your self-image, your self-confidence, uh, and your whole sense of, of who you are is damaged. So one of the surviving things is to be able to claw your way back from that and to claim your own power. So domestic violence and sexual violence disempowers you and you have to claim back your own power. Now, one of the things that seems so incredibly simple, but is so powerful, is learning to master your breath. So we work, all, all the time we work at a very superficial breath level. But when you are going through a case of domestic violence, what is very important is to breathe deeply. So, you know, to really pull in your breath to maybe the count of five, to hold it for five and then to mm -hmm. let go for six or seven. So you have a longer out breath. And if you do that in the midst of a violent episode, it relaxes your body and your, and your mind and spirit. And even if you are agitated or irritated in some way, just to take a step away and to go and breathe three or five breaths, you don't have to have more than that. Uh, it puts you in a different headspace. But what's important is that if you can learn to meditate, and there are tools on the in the internet that teach you that, it shifts you out of your mind into being conscious of what your body needs. And that's a very important learning for us in self-care. But breath work can change so much of your life. I once did a weekend uh, training on, on breath work with, um, I think they were called the Artful Living Group. And all we did the entire weekend was just breathe differently. So they gave us different breathing techniques. You know, this it was wow. amazing for me how so much of the trauma was released through that breath work. And suddenly I felt stronger wow. and more powerful, you know, because of that. So it takes very little. It takes, it's a matter of being in tune with your breath. And everything teaches you this, that if you can just breathe differently, your whole life changes. Um, and if you make that your practice, so make it a practice in the morning. Sometimes when you're at work, just get up, walk out and take three big breaths and it shifts things for you. So our breath 
is life. Breath is life. That's what we get from the Almighty. Because we, if we're not breathing, we're dead. So, and it's yeah. not an area so, that we actually focus on. So I think just that will be very helpful. And then the exercise, it's always important. Yeah, you know, while you were talking and I, I just sat back, I relaxed in my chair and I took a very deep breath and I held it and squeezed it and I could feel, you know, all the tension, you yes. know, just uh, thank you so much for sharing these beautiful tips. And I really feel that also just to add to what you said, those three components, you know, about the journaling, especially the gratitude journaling is also a very good strategy. It's also a very good self-care strategy mm. for surviving gender-based violence because you get to that point where you're thinking, I'm not worth anything because that's what you've been told. And psychologically, you're drained. Emotionally, you're drained. But mm. if you can take time and then write out things you're grateful for, you're grateful for life, you're grateful for family, for friends, even for nature, even mm. for the things you see, Absolutely. for the breath. I think that's also a very powerful tool um, for self-care because it takes you to the next level where you begin to go appreciate uh, physical exercise and of course reading a page or two of any yes. book or, or Thank you so much Dr. Leslie. We're gradually coming to the end of this episode but I just wanted to say one thing and this is the request that I give to every guests I've had on this program and in your own case I know your hands are full because sometime last year a few years ago the Nelson Mandela University Council honored you with a prestigious award I'm hoping that you continue to inspire their students and of course their staff but I want to request are you able and available to accommodate other mentees other survivors of gender-based violence who may reach out to you after this program Absolutely. I'm always willing and excited to help women in whichever way I can. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations on accepting and making this commitment to mentor and of course support other women with your wealth of experience. So on behalf of our team, on behalf of the numerous listeners across the globe and my technical team, we present to you my mentors award. Thank you. <laughs> I accept it and I welcome it. Thank you so much. All right. So this is it. This is where we draw the curtain for today. Remember the tips that Dr. Leslie shared. There's a lot to share. There's a lot of information online. But remember that whatever thing you're doing or self-care plan you choose to adopt must focus on your mind, your body, and of course, your spirit. Remember, whatever self-care routine you want to take, make sure that it gives you life and not sucks the life out um, of you. Yeah. Yeah, so for our listener, you can listen to past episodes of this program via my website, www.adjongedan.com. I'm going to be dropping Dr. Leslie's uh, contact in the comment section, uh, so you can reach out to her via whatever channels, follow her on social media handles, and whatever feedback you have, please send it through this comment section, or you can send it to me via email at info at Please share the link of this program widely. And until next time, when we come with another exciting episode of the program, my mentor, have a fulfilling year ahead. Bye. Bye and thank you.